dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Nick, it's a special day today. Do you know why? Yes, I do know why. Tell me why, Nick. Today is our three-year anniversary of Bucks and Brews. It is our three-year anniversary. Technically not of Bucks and Brews, because we didn't name it for like four months. Right. Well, let's say. So it's our third anniversary of doing something. Podcasting. So. Um, while you were talking on Zoom. Yes, it was yeah. three years of talking on Zoom. There you go. Uh, so today's a, a fun day for me because I'm drinking the tried and true, always the blue Bud Light. And uh, you, my friend, sound horrible. I feel about the way I sound. Um, I'm drinking Dr. Pepper tonight because I'm a little bit under the weather and my allergies are absolutely killing me. I'm literally plugged and my nose is running all at the same time. So I'm not going to be nearly as chipper as I normally am. Yeah. Um, today's episode, you know, it's something we've been looking forward to for quite a while. Um, you know, I know that you and I both sit through presentations of timeshares. We do. Um, they get sure. discounts, so why not? Um, you have to say something at the beginning of the episode. You know that, right? I say thank you guys for listening to us. As always, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Again, today's episode is is timeshares, which is a hot button for a lot of people. Um, we're going to find out how easy they're to get into and how hard they are to get out of. We're definitely going to do so, that. Um, Mr. Michael, what are you drinking? Well, I'm starting with, even though I just broke one because it fell off my little makeshift table He's breaking for my up. little outdoor setup, Party. a Papaya Paradise Cider Boys, which is an apple papaya mango hard cider, Ooh, which good. because of course it's a bottle, I opened with my patented, patent pending, <laughs> trademarked Bucks and Brews bottle opener that can also hook to a keychain. Yes. There you go. Good times there. And I've got a, a sour that I'm going to have after from called Ordock Brewing, which is, I'll figure out where it's based. It must be somewhere in lakes in the Upper Peninsula because it's called Superior Sourced with the Lake Superior on it. Yep. Ordock's it's is electric is... jelly blackberry kettle sour. Ooh, that sounds good. And they, I th- weren't they at the Beer and Donuts Festival? Uh, they might have been. Yeah. They're, uh, they're not far from. Uh... Yeah, they they're were. from up in Marquette. Yep, so they're not far from uh, Black Rocks up there, mm-hmm. so which is really, really a good brewery too. So as you said, we have a special episode tonight. Yeah. We have a guest. We love guest nights. Um, Sonia, I believe it's McCullough. Am I right? Yep. Excellent. Yep. She's going to talk to us about her timeshare journey. Sonia, are you drinking anything? I am, but not like you guys. I'm drinking Crystal Light. There Crystal you go. Lemonade. There you Although go. you'd be a man after my husband's heart with your Dr. Pepper. <laughs> i had to stay on the easy stuff tonight because uh i think drinking with the way i feel would be a very bad idea <laughs> so all right tell us a little bit about your your experiences with timeshares well it came about uh when we decided to go down with my husband's parents down to uh florida to the uh, Orlando area in the Kissimmee and that and they took a camper and and that's where they stayed at all 
And, and so they said there was a park model that we could stay in. So we got there the first night and we'd booked this thing for two weeks. And my son was probably five months old and it was a piece of trash. It was like a camper with bunk beds. I mean, it was not what I thought it would be at all. And it was uh, no money back. And so I went up to the front office and I said, I cannot stay here. I will not stay here. I said, I can't even put my son on the floor. I said, can't even take a shower and have hot water. So I got my money back. And we, uh, my husband used to race boats. And so they had friends that stayed over in timeshares in the Kissimmee area. So we decided his folks and us, we would just go and rent a timeshare like you would a hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friends, now they had multiple weeks. And that's fine if that's where you want to go every year. And, and, you know, initially that was okay. So we, we were there and we, we bought into it. We bought two weeks, hook, line and sinker. I mean, it was because of course we had friends there and they were telling us how wonderful it was and everything. And, you know, at the time, I think it was like $325 or something like that was going to be the, the, the uh, fees for it every year. And I thought, you know, you can't vacation for less than that, you know, and I mean, we were less than three miles from Disney. So it was, it was great. And it was good. It was good until it wasn't, you know, uh, the kids started getting older. We, uh, I mean, we used it. We've been down to the Ozarks with it. We actually went down to Cancun and we used it with some friends. Um, but every time, uh, like Hawaii, that was, that was a hard one to get into. Um, we've been to Wisconsin Dells with it. So we didn't travel that much with it. I guess we did go out to Vegas one time. That's probably about takes care of about all of the outside places of Orlando that we went to. And we'd go down every other year. And, uh, but then the kids got busy with school and sports and stuff. And so we stopped going down as much, but we thought, you know what, well, we can go other places, you know? Um, but, and so when we bought in at the time through RCI is the big one, and I don't know if I can name the resort. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. uh, so orbit one is where we bought into yeah. Okay. and for $8,000 a week. And this is, you know, this is only increases in value. It just only gets better and better, you know, and we're thinking, we are here prime time. We are here weeks uh, 12 and 13 or 11 and 12. And uh, my in-laws had week 13. So we're like, we are spring break, three miles away from Disney. I mean, you got Universal Studios, you know, how much better can it get? Mm-hmm. So you had specific weeks set out for you in your, in your contract. Yep. Okay. Yep. And if you wanted to go elsewhere, uh, you have to buy their subscription to RCI, which is like a catalog of all of the places that are available to you. And at the time when we bought it, um, RCI did uh, what they called red, red, white, and blue. And red being the most popular, 
white being next and uh, blue, of course, blue being probably less desirable. So like time, you know, time frames yeah, or locations? Uh, time frames, locations, everything. So we were the cream of the crop, yep. you know, spring break period, uh, two great weeks, close to everything. So we were red. We could go and do, we could trade for pretty much anything we wanted to trade for. Um, and so, like I said, then that, that went off pretty well for a while, but then we kind of stopped using it and they started pushing, they were switching to points. And so I'm like, I don't want to go to points. I've got, you know, red, white, and blue. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to points. And to get the points, of course, you had to invest more, like another like fifteen thousand dollars. And I'm like, absolutely not, absolutely not. So that is the thing that if people, you know, uh, they get sucked into it, you know, they tell them, you know, well, if you can't, if you can't get what you want right now, just invest in a little bit more in more points, and you you'll you can get the things that you want. And I refuse to go that route. And so what we happened to see, what we started to see then over time was they started converting us to points, even though we didn't purchase into it. So they had a process that you could, uh, in our, in our case, like you could do what they call space bank your weeks. And that meant, you know what, I'm not going to go this year, so I'm going to space bank my week. I may use it at another time. They let you space bank two weeks or two years prior to when you were supposed to use your weeks and two weeks after. So theoretically, you could accumulate, you know, four weeks and go someplace or whatever. And so, and that's basically, that's kind of basically what we, we did. Well, then they started the people that weren't going over to <clears throat> to points, um, they started converting us to points. So if I would, so you had to you had to space bank your week at least two weeks in advance of when your your arrival date was supposed to be, and it was worth the same amount then as it was you know two years prior if I used it. So what they started doing was if you space banked your week two years out, you would get X amount of point. You'd get, let's just say 50 points for that. But if you weren't sure what you were going to do and you were going to hang on to it, and what you saw was the points went down, down, down till you got to right to the end where they basically became worthless and very difficult to trade to go anywhere. And <clears throat> maintenance fees were going up. I think I think by the time we got out of that, I was probably paying six hundred and fifty dollars a oh, year wow. for each week. And how, so how many years? Thirteen hundred dollars a year at the end for it. Oh, it went up six hundred and fifty extra. It went. It started at three twenty five for the maintenance fees, and yep. then it went up to six hundred. Fifty by the time about six fifty by the time we got out of it. Oh, okay, so it's six fifty per week. Yep, per week. Oh, and, wow. and on top of that, then if you want to go somewhere else besides the place that you own, 
you have to buy into the RCI subscription. So that was another, you know, uh, if you bought five years, that was another $250 that you had to, that you had to spend. And in the, in the beginning, when we started out with them, um, I would go to maybe, I would space bank my week and I would go to trade it and I'd ask them, you know, this is where we're wanting to go. This is the week. Do you have anything available? And I guess I take the I'll step back. I had not space banked my week yet. I didn't want to space bank my week till I knew I had another place that I was going to go. And I'd get, well, I can't tell you until you space bank your week. I said, so what you're telling me then is I'll space bank my week. I'm going to, I'm going to, oops, did I lose you? No, we're here. Oh, okay. I lost your picture. Um, where do I get you back and wonder? There see our pretty faces there Absolutely. <laughs> there you are um so in essence then you called back and you said okay this is where i want to go and this is the week and oh and i'm sorry there isn't anything there oh and that's what i told him before i hung up i said so really what you want me to do is you want me to space bank my week call you back have you tell me that there isn't anything and then i'm stuck that was so that was major yeah. frustrating. And what was their um, answer when you said that? Nothing. That's what you had to do. If you wanted, if you wanted to go somewhere else, I needed a space bank my week because that's the only way it opened it up for them to be able to go and look and see what was what inventory was available. Sure. They do that purposely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They could do anything they want. They do that purposely. Yep. So so weeks was really nice. It sounds like, I mean, actually used to work functioning pretty decent. Like you were guaranteed this week, you were guaranteed this. Now, was it a, let's call it a unit. I, I'm in apartments, I guess. Um, are you guaranteed a specific? When we room? bought in, we bought two, we, we bought into two different buildings. And I know that sounds odd to do that because you don't want to have to move when you get somewhere, but being an owner and everything, basically what you did was called called down and said hey we're coming down we're using our weeks I don't want to stay in the units that are mine I want a, a unit that I can be in for two weeks and then orbit one would they were pretty good about finding you that so when we did go down there we didn't stay in our units we stayed in other ones um, so that we didn't have to move or anything. In Orbit One, I mean, it, it was nice. It was smaller. The kids were little. It had a small pool towards the back. It had a bigger pool to the front. And I think when I looked it up to do this, I think there was only like maybe 100, 160 units total in it. So it wasn't one of those places that you needed a golf cart to get around in. Sure. Not like Westgate, which is just right down the street from it. You yeah, know? It's, we, we just, that was my last time share I just did was uh, Westgate. So <laughs> you do golf cart around there. Yep. Yep. And so, um, so that's how we ended up, you know, we'd go down there, but it was something, you know, that we just did kind of every other year. And these other friends that were down there, they went every year, you know, so, you know, it was great when the kids were little and and school didn't interfere and you could just kind of take them out and everything um and once you got kind of past the you know I, I think down the road they did change their policy where you could see if there was a 
some a week open if you wanted to before you space banked your week. Um, so it became a little bit easier. Problem was I still couldn't really find the places that I wanted to go. You know, we went places, but not necessarily where I would have, what I would, probably the best use we got out of it was us and some friends between Christmas and New Year's went down to Cancun. And so we, you know, we got great use out of that. And, and our unit was two bedroom, two bath. I mean, it had a kitchen, it was stocked, living room. I mean, it had a um, screened in porch and everything. Um, so it was, it was, the model units are really nice. A person, if they're going to buy one, needs to go ask and see, can I see the unit that I'm actually going to be buying? Because over time, even though you're paying this maintenance fee, does not necessarily mean that maintenance is getting done. Mm -hmm. And we were literally there and the ceiling from the floor above us had let their tub run over and it fell into the tub. Mm. Nice. So, so the maintenance just wasn't being, you know, and I know I can, I can be picky and maybe even more so, you know, at a hotel, I expect that, but at that I expected, you know, a little bit more, you know, uh, furniture without the stains and just kind of disgusting or whatever, you know, I just, I, uh, was paying for that. I expected more than if I just went and found a hotel and I pulled in and spent the night. Sure. And you're spending, sorry, was it 8,000 for both or per Two. week that you bought? 8,000 per week. So we spent 16,000. So, 16, so you spent 8,000 times 52. So $416,000 per unit, uh, per, you know, is, is what these people that are charging. That, that, <laughs> at that, that yeah. time, yep. And, and they can't even do regular maintenance. I mean, you know, I, I'm buying duplexes, you know, anywhere from uh, I've bought really low, but let's just say they average $100,000 right now and they're getting 416 per, per unit. Are you surprised? And this was some of my notes that I wrote down. So if you take that, take that like times 100, and let's just forget that I paid $8,000 for it. Let's just start even at the low number. Let's just say you have 160 units. 52 weeks in that unit and you're each paying 325 to 350 dollars a year for uh maintenance fees that adds up pretty darn quick yeah it's 2.9 million dollars so for them now, not to do maintenance now, that, that's per year of income just off of maintenance yeah. and by the end when i left it was up like 650 675 yeah. So, and, and you said, let's, let's just go with 650 Cause I can do that quickly. And that's, so every year they're bringing in $5.4 million. And maintenance that, fees that they're not really. Maintenance fees. That's not buying it. That's not the $8,000. That's so anywhere from anywhere from what do we say? Uh, $3 million to $6 million <laughs> is what they maintain. Yeah. Every, every year. Literally you are bringing pay, in. I mean, even if you were paying, you know, wages down and, Wow, there I mean, start a, time a maintenance person is probably not going to make more than 50k. Well, I mean, some some might, but let's just say 70. I don't care, right? You have, you have a, a team no, lead. Like, 
and, and literally and hire you're not a, this a, a team of like a hundred maintenance workers in, in the real estate field, right? You need two maintenance or you need one maintenance person per every 80 units is the basic, right? You're going to, you'll keep them busy. They'll, they'll work. So you need two, so you two on-site maintenance people there. And then you'll have, you know, landscaping, which comes on a constant, but still like they're making hand over fist. So again, even if even this. if they spent a million on wages and actual maintenance, yeah, they're still probably. they're still making almost two million dollars on nothing. Yeah, that's insane. And and apparently having like I this I get, is a racket. I get the tubs falling, you know, because if somebody overflows their thing, there's nothing you couldn't prevent that, right? Um, but um, unfortunately, they don't have the way that like a hotel could, because if somebody's saying. You've got people who've bought into like having a week every week. You can't be like, okay, yeah. this unit is unavailable for the next two weeks while we fix up. Sure. Um, That's, so yeah. now I and I'd love to. Do you know the rules and regulations of um, timeshares? Such as what? sorry. So if they have 160 units, they're allowed to sell. I'm assuming all 160 for 52 weeks. Can they sell more than that? Oh, like overbooking? No, yeah, can they overbook? No. Yeah. no, no. Okay, they shouldn't. Well, say, I, should, because they now with, should not now with be the able points. to do that. As I would say, no, it would be illegal for them to to do that. Sure, they could only sure. sell sure. the number of weeks that they have for units. Okay, because I mean, it's I, like an Airbnb where you're literally like sharing your unit with yes uh, somebody else. Yep. I'm yep. hearing, and I'm you hearing... know, at the time when we started doing this, you know, there wasn't Airbnb or yeah. Verbo or anything like that. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was it was gr great for where we were at. You know, our kids were little. You know, we had a second one, and uh, so it it was you just didn't have those options that you've got now. Sure. Um, so how long have how long you owned it for 13 years? I think you said, no, we owned it for, let's see, we bought it in Adam was born in 87. We bought it in 88. It's a great year. It's an amazing Adam year. Adam was born in 86. 86 oh, 80. I, my husband's telling me my oldest was born in 86, not 87. So <laughs> That's why so, I tattooed my so, kids' birthdays on my arms. <laughs> so it was 87 then when we bought. Now I got, um, so I decided I did not want, I mean, we got out of it completely in 2017. But before that. Basically 30 years of yeah. involved yes. in some way, shape or form. Yes, yes. Much more, so that's why timeshares are just like my real yeah they get me yeah, my passion. Going. and so it must have been about we must have had it for probably about 20 years and we the kids were no longer the kids were older and we no longer uh were using it and we were working it you know and we kept saying when we retire you know and we can go wherever we want to go and we can use it whenever we want to, then it'll be a good deal. But I just, I, I, at that point, I was like, I just want out. Sure. And so we, we ended up, and I can't remember how we did it now. We ended up putting it or some friend, the friends that we went with had a friend that wanted to buy a week. And I said, 
I'm here. <laughs> yeah. By my, by my week. So for my $8,000 condo, we did a quick deed. I got $1,000. Oh, wow. Wow. When I, when I sold it. See. Okay. And it went to their name. So this, this profit, you know, this, uh, constantly, you know, because of where you're at and the weeks that you've got. And it's and it, it's an investment. Timeshares, they're an investment. You know, they just get better and better. Sure. And so we got it. I got out of one week for $1,000. <clears> then I think it was Hurricane Maria came through. I think it was Maria. And that must have been like in 2016 or something like that. And I started getting rumblings from a friend. It really hit Orlando bad. And it really hit, apparently it hit Orbit 1 bad in that whole area. And so uh, this friend started hearing that they were going to be charging all of the home, the owners, the weak owners, a one-time assessment to cover the um, the um, deductible. And really? Then I, and then I about lost it. So, so you're, all your money you're paying for maintenance that isn't getting used is not going toward the deductible for And that's experience. exactly what I said. I said, you have got 160 times 52 weeks times, I've been here for 30 years and you're just now having a disaster and you don't have enough to cover the deductible. I was pretty livid. Well, they were worried and, about profits, not necessarily their investment. Right. And then, and then you couldn't, if you had a week there, you couldn't go use it anyway, because the place had been destroyed. So you're still, you're paying for, and you're going to pay for this assessment. And so we had gone down, uh, went down to Arizona uh, in 2017. We kind of did Christmas at, in Thanksgiving. And as we were driving out, I'm like, I'm done. And my husband kept saying, you know, well, maybe, maybe we'll use it. You know, maybe we'll use it once we're retired. And I'm like, I'm done. I, I, we just got done using an Airbnb down here. It, I walked away. I don't owe them anything. You know? say, yep, I'm not I, I do not check. need to have this unit. So then it became a matter of finding how to, how to get out of it. And fortunately, um, well, it's, I think it's better now. It depends on who you're with. At the time, I just kind of had to make the calls and see. I, I started researching what I needed to say to them to get rid of it. So as we were driving, I called them and told them that uh, my husband and I were now retired. We were on a limited income and we could no longer afford to use it or pay for it. And we wanted to voluntarily relinquish it, which means I'm going to give it back to them for free. For free. And they can, go, they can go sell it again. That's what they want to do. Sure. So, okay, well, you know, we need to run that by, we have to, the lawyers have to decide if they can do that or not. Don't make your maintenance fee when it comes around next year. Don't pay it, you know, just wait. 
So after about, it must have been, maintenance fees were always due 1st of January. So it must have been about February or March. I, I called them again and I just said, where do we stand on that? And they said, you've been approved to relinquish your week. And I'm like, here you go. And so I got out of it. So you were very fortunate. I was very fortunate. And, I, and, and since, uh, since then, I have research. There are like Diamond Resorts, uh, they took over managing like Orbit One. They're a, Diamond Resorts is a big one. Sure. Um, there's Wyndham, there's Marriott, there's Hilton, there's all of those. Um, some of them will do buybacks or, or relinquish them. And now, now if a person goes and does a Google search and you're fortunate enough to be with one of those, you can probably get out of it. Now, I don't know the more, uh, because when I did it, you couldn't even go out and Google and find who you, you know, who were companies that would even allow you to do it. Um, but now, did you get I managed, paid? I managed to get rid of mine without it costing me anything. Okay. So However, <laughs> there are, if you want to get rid of it, uh, where they may make you pay to get rid of it and pay big bucks to get rid of it. And so, because, you know, I, I do, I sit through, it's funny. I sit through a lot of these. My wife always wants to buy. We never do. Um, that sounds very familiar. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing too, when they're selling to you. Mm -hmm. And if you went in there and you didn't have your wife with you, they wouldn't sell, they wouldn't do it. Right. Because, because if you go back or say she goes in and you're all, you're all, she's all for it or whatever, but you're not there. And now you go out of the room and you're like, honey, uh-uh, we're not buying that. You've got three days, you know, you've got three days to rescind. See, they, they don't want that. So you have to have adequate income and you have to have both parties there who are going to be buying so that there's no, nobody can come back and say later, you know, I, I didn't want that. Sure. I, um, but every, every time they, they pitch you on, and let's just use round figures just because. So, um, you know, it's $20,000 and you can have uh, a week or a couple. And it's funny because actually they're just selling like three nights now. I mean, they're splitting weeks up. These people are being so crazy. They're, you know, hey, you can have three well, nights. And let, me let me tell you, you can go if you want to to those same places and treat it like a hotel and find it online and, and, and get a place just like that. Oh yeah. We, we, so my trip to oh. Florida this year, my trip to Florida this year, we spent $87 per person round trip for our flights, which was a cheaper airline. That's fine. Um, our hotel for, we did upgrade. I think it ended up costing us 700 because we got the two bedroom, two bathroom full count. It, originally it was only gonna be like 400 and something, yeah. but we brought more people, brought more people and, and, and so it was $700 at a, at a resort that they actually have timeshares. Um, and so, because we ran into people that had timeshares there and they're like, wait, you paid less than we paid for our yeah. maintenance fee. And I was like, yeah, we just hop on, you know, booking.com or whatever it is. Um, 
But so at the end of so it's twenty thousand dollars, they'll offer you that, and then they'll go, Oh, well, you know, if that's not good, I'll do it for 16, I'll do it for for 10. And then you know, they walk away and talk to whoever and they go, Look, we had this one come in mm-hmm. and it's it, it it's yours, right? And they're like, Look, you could buy this, no, no thrills, no anything, and we'll just sell it to you for 10 grand. Granted, you gave it, you paid eight grand for it, you gave it back to them for free, and they resold it for another 10k. <laughs> with with or the maintenance right or more right but so you know whatever the original starting is it's always like half price or a quarter of the price whatever it might be and you can just go buy in so you you look do at, if like, you if you say no i'm not going to buy that yep hang on just one minute let me let me go get my manager yeah of course yeah. Like, and then they come and and it it is just i mean if you've sat through it you understand mm-hmm. Yep. We did we did it down in Cancun because we stayed at a different place. But I'm like, you know, I am all I think I can't remember what free we were gonna get, you know, and and I am like, there is no there's no way you'll be able to pitch me anything that you know, because I hate this so much. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, but and you know, and they always tell you take your free gift back because like you're not hour. selling the two people. Yeah. And, and, and it's just an hour or two, you know, it's just an hour to come in. Never here. Is. Now, by the time you're done, it's four hours, five hours by the time you yeah. get out. And it's we, we did one in Mexico as well for, um, it was really, so we had two gifts. We had one where we had an amazing time on the gifts that they gave us. And I think those were $150 tickets a piece. So $300 value. And, um, and then at the end of it, you were supposed to have an all-inclusive at their resort, which was a beautiful, like, you know, we stay, we stay at the poorest resort. And then this was a fantastic resort, but we got done at like two 30 and we had to be out of the resort by five. So we had like two and a half hours. I can get drunk in two and a half hours off of really high end alcohol, but um, you know, we were told it was supposed to be an hour and a half presentation. And uh, in Mexico, I just, I didn't feel as comfortable setting a, a timer, just saying, Hey, my time is done. Right. Um, but so it, we, we kind of got played in that sense of things, but. So you remember the motor and, home. Sorry. And the time doesn't start until you get started selling the pitch. Cause they always bring you in. They fill your belly. Yep. They, you know, they, Hey, come have breakfast. Come do this. Come you know, or now we can officially start. You remember motor home. Motorhome, yeah. So my aunt could go to Arizona. Yeah. So that was, we got a free weekend. Sure. It was a timeshare. Oh yeah. The Sam Good. <laughs> and I'm not a camper. I, that is not, I camp every night in my house because I pay a lot of money for my house. And that, that's the only damn camping I'm doing. Yeah. So they bring us in, you know, at the end of the thing and they set us down and they give us their pitch. Blue green. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy looks at me and he goes, uh, so what do you think? I said, camping stupid. <laughs> I'm not camping. And he goes, but you bought a motorhome, right? To, go to get my country. dying aunt to Arizona. Yeah, she is almost dead now. When we didn't get to Arizona, so this fucking thing's got to go. Yeah, you made it six hours. And he goes, "There's no changing your mind, is there?" I said, "Nope," because you got to stay here for fifteen minutes. I'm like, "That's fine, deal." No, and I just sat there for fifteen minutes, talked. Fifteen minutes was up. They took us back to the stupid motorhome, and I got rid of that thing a year later. That's what we did in Florida. <clears throat> we literally and like I walked in. We ate breakfast and I was like, no, hurry up guys. Don't go take forever on breakfast. Like we're yep. leaving in this time. The guy's like, what? And I was like, you have an hour and a half. We actually have a park we have to get to. And he's like, well, I have to show you this. And I, I he's like, I won't waste your time. And I was like, great. And you're done. And he's like, well, I have to finish this. Let me get your stuff. And it takes 15 minutes to walk yep. back. You know, I get my 
SeaWorld Aquatica tickets for, you know, free. And, yeah. you know, so it was worth it. We saved, you know, 500 bucks actually on that one presentation. So I was pretty happy about it. And, and I'm going to guess when, well, and I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to guess when you went and did these presentations, you're going into a little room and you're going mm -hmm. into a room where there are multiple salesmen mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. multiple people at tables sitting mm -hmm. down oh, yeah. trying to sell mm -hmm. in a, in a big gigantic room, the spiel to yep. everybody Yep. that, so and when a re and when a place just opens up, that's when they're. It's amazing to me that they are still selling, that people would are still buying uh, oh. timeshares. Um, really, it amazes you. It it does, you know, and because they are, they are worse than buying a car. I mean, one hundred percent. Because obviously, you know, I managed to get rid of mine for a thousand dollars and I thought I was lucky. The second week I gave the second week I gave it away. But yep. if you want to go buy a timeshare, I think there's a, a site called Tug or whatever yep. that you can go there. You can go to eBay. You can buy a timeshare for a week for a dollar. Yeah, I say we almost oh. bought in, we almost bought into one because I could bought it for I think a dollar or ten dollars, and it was for the camping one yeah. because we like to camp. Um, so, yeah, but your is your idea of camping more like my idea of camping more like his idea of camping? What'd you I say? Mean, Nick likes to camp. The, oh, okay. Like, like he me. takes he takes a pop up and you know camps. Yeah, say, camping. Yeah, say Mike wants to be no wants no, to no electric yeah. and yeah, literally like my I got an entire shelf that's all just like six pants and a bunch of sleeping bags. Oh. Yeah. I'm a camp tonight in my house in my nice warm <laughs> bed. But um, so yeah, you got rid of your second now. I, I've kind of heard through David's communication with you. They're at, you're trying to get rid of another one. Yes. Say, so, please walk us through that. So my, and I don't understand why they, they bought it, but, and my mom and dad went to Hilton Head with some friends yep. that could afford it. And they thought this is great. Only thing is, it's that they got a week in February in Hilton Head. So, you know, you're, they don't golf. They don't, you know, so, um, so they bought a week. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, and they've been in it for 20 years. Okay. So they've been and, in a while. Yeah. And they bought on the points system and it, you know, and it, it worked for them for a while until, um, and they, they used it. Problem was that they had a dog. So you have to find the right places that'll let you take a dog with you and, you know, and uh, just finding something that you can use. Well, my dad, before he passed away, they wanted to get out of it. And then that, and that's the other thing we did too. We, we had the timeshare and we were stupid. We probably had it for, I don't know, maybe 10 years. We paid $500 to one of those timeshare organizations mm -hmm. that will sell your timeshare guaranteed. Never heard a word back from them. 
Really? Oh yeah. Not a word back <clears throat> after you paid the money. Sorry. So, so I don't mean to divert you, but let's, well, we, I'm we, sure exit companies. Uh, yeah. Actually, a lot of them are scams. We'll come back to that. So finish, finish with your mom's story first. So, so my folks were looking to get rid of it and they said, Oh, they were told up at the office. It wouldn't be any problem. They're at Hilton head. This is a great place. You know, same as I'm at Disney and it's wonderful. Uh, you give us a hundred dollars and we'll list it and we'll probably have it sold in less than a year. Well, my, that happened probably about three or four years ago. My dad has passed a year and a half ago now. And so we decided, I decided, okay, we're going to try and get you out of this. And, you know, earlier I told you, if you're fortunate to get with the right company, you may be able to do a buyback or whatever. I don't know if all of them, if their buybacks are, you pay them to take it back, which that just blows my mind as well too, that I paid you for these weeks and now I'm going to pay you to take it and then you're going to take my week and then you're going to go sell it to somebody else and make money on it again. So you are like triple dipping, mm -hmm. you know, on something like that. And so they paid it. Well, my, so I called and tried to get them, tried to get her out of it. I got to the highest level management oh. guess that I could get to. And I explained to them that my father had passed away, that my mother was 86 years old, that she could no longer travel. She was on a fixed income, basically the same thing I said when I tried to get out of ours. Sorry, you can't get out of it. Hmm. I'm like, there, has to, there has to be a way to get out of it. Nope. And I said, so what happens when a person dies? What happens <laughs> to the timeshare? It gets deeded to the, you. The family, the family gets it. Yep. He said, family doesn't want it. And they said, it's no different than your house. And I wish I would have thought to say, but you know what? My house is worth something. This timeshare yeah. is not worth anything. And so people who think this is just awesome and they're passing it on down to their family, it's, it is it is a ball and chain around your neck that you can never get out. So the company she's with, she's in Hilton Head, they won't do it. And I've mm. tried it, I've tried it again. I've tried calling again to, and they will not. When my dad died, we wrote a letter, we sent the death certificate, thought just maybe, didn't hear anything from them. So we thought, well, maybe, well, then this year she got a bill. She got a bill for, uh, and which we couldn't understand, was the year my dad died, a bill for like $55. She's paying $1,200 a year for her timeshare in Hilton Head for, for her maintenance fees. Wow. And so this year when the bill came around, there was the $55 charge on it, the $1,200 charge on there for this year's maintenance fee, $300 charge for late fees, and then mm -hmm. another $25 charge for something else. So she owes like $1,700 on it. That is insane. And it, and it stays with her. And, and. You need somebody to go secretly burn down that entire building for you? Uh, 
that, you know, and they are unwilling to, to do anything. In North Carolina. What the, killer, what the killer is, though, is the couple that they bought the timeshare with, they bought a different week. They called him up, said his wife passed away, couldn't handle it anymore. They let him out of his contract. Can't get her out, though. So it is, hmm. it is, it, nothing is consistent. Is it, and, I mean, as for me, it doesn't seem like it would be that warm in that area in February. Maybe that's part of the issue. That, it, you know, and, and that's why I say I can't, I look at the timeshares as, um, I was, I was watching some videos because we were coming back from Arizona and I spent most of my trip coming back trying to, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get her out of it, you know, sure. and, and looking up all of these companies and, you know, what could I do? And um, the worst part of it is just that it, it carries on to the, to the next people. Generation, like, yeah. it, it is, it's just a ball and chain. But yeah, there's at least a house if you've owned that for 30 years, unless you're in like just a horrible part of the country. I mean, you probably doubled what you've put into it. It's it's worth something. And yeah. and if they pass it down now, what we did, uh, what we have seen, and I've seen this several, several places, I think like Clark Howard, I think he's out of Atlanta <laughs> or whatever, but uh he has a thing. If you inherit a timeshare, so if you inherit a timeshare, mm -hmm. uh, basically, uh, what I was reading on it on some other sites was you have got to. So say it goes to my, it comes to our family. It goes to my sister, and she doesn't want it. She can reject it, but she's got to file papers in the county of the where the timeshare is at saying that she's doesn't want it sure. and so then it passes to my brother then and he's got to do the same thing he's got to reject mm -hmm. it yep. when he does it now it comes to me and i've got to do exactly the same thing and so they say you've got about nine months to get out of one if you inherit one and the problem is is just that people they get it and they will, they will at some point want to get out of it. I promise you, they will want to get out of it and they can't, yeah. which is or at least maybe at, they never want to, but somebody who inherits it wants that. I'm sorry. You said what? That maybe they don't specifically want to, but somebody who might inherit it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and <clears throat> that being said, what happens is the people buy it and if they use it, there does become a point in time where they can't travel. You know, she's yep. 88 years old now. I mean, so even if you buy it and you've got nobody to pass it on down to, you you own it. And I finally learned what the word in perpetuity means. You own it forever and down to the next people and the next people and the next people, because it's actually, you, you get a deed, you own the week. So you, you can't get out of it. And I promise you that person that doesn't even have anybody to pass, pass it along to, they're going to become at a point where they are unable to travel and get around and they want to get rid of it. 
And if you're with the wrong company, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. And the other inconsistency is on it is they can, if they want to, they could put a lien on your house. Mm-hmm. They may, they may yeah, not. At that point, they're running credit checks and they're yep. looking for collateral just for you to even be able to buy it. And 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 in where it comes to my mom's case, we're like, you know what? She's 88 years old. We don't care. If you want to ruin her credit, that's fine. Yeah. Not not a big deal. So that's the route we decided to go. And when I tried again uh, to get rid of it, and I spoke to the to the woman, I just said, so basically, I I'm just going to just stop making payments on it. Yeah. I did not go into and say, would you put a lien on? Because I thought I'm not going to put that idea in it but the problem is let them, let them actually take ownership have her move in with you and let her take ownership of your of their our house well and and you know if if you have not paid it off what i've started reading is and finding out is if you haven't paid your condo if you haven't paid the unit off yet you can just stop paying on it okay. now, it'll go into foreclosure it will probably affect your credit but you will be out of it. And in 10 years, your credit will be back instead of being with a timeshare for 40 years. And now, so she's 88 years old now. She's not going to be going traveling unless somebody goes with her. And that's not going to happen because we want out of it. So I promise you anybody who gets a timeshare as they age, they're going to want out of it. And, And they will probably not be able to get out. Have you tried to Airbnb? Because, like, you know, in the sales techniques right now, it's like, hey, you can Airbnb your week or you can do all this. Have you guys tried doing that? No. No. The problem is if you're trying to get rid of it. Uh, and right, especially so with the nobody can months, be in it during the time. You hold on, Mike. You have to not use it. Mm-hmm. You can't. So that's why we just kind of stopped paying the maintenance fee and I'm not doing it. I'm like, you don't use it. You don't book anything. You don't call them nothing. We no contact whatsoever. And we'll just see how long this plays out for, you know? Um, and if I, and if I could say that for a hundred percent certainty that they put a lien on her house or whatever, then maybe we would try something else, but it's, it's, it's hit or miss. It's like their friends got out of theirs. And I, and my sister wrote him a letter and he's like, Oh, we just went and contacted them and told them that we just couldn't handle it anymore. And we got out. And I'm like, my dad has passed away. You know, she's 86 years old at the time and she's not going to use it. Nope. Sorry. It's yours. And it's yours forever. Hmm. So there's no consistency whatsoever with how you're handled so and I said for the amount of money that we owe now on it the $1,700 which and next year will be another $1,200 on top of that I'd rather pay a lawyer mm-hmm. and try and get out of it but I think we're just biding our time we're just going to see if will they put a lien on the house and on her house and then if they do then we will probably be forced to deal with it at that time but um so nothing i can say can be taken as legal advice because i'm not a lawyer but in my opinion um 
I would make sure mom has everything in her name beneficiary to somebody, you know, any accounts that she has. That way, upon her death, it immediately goes to all of you. Well, and it is all that way. Good. In fact, I said I would pay a lawyer if it would work. She just updated her will recently. I would pay a lawyer the $1,700 to create a trust mm -hmm. and leave the timeshare out of it. And then there wouldn't be anything that they could do. I would I would spend the money to do that before well, I- it's, it's, better, it's better in that case, because at least you know that $1,700 is all you're spending. You're not going to exactly. get another bill in another year for another 1200 to maybe even at that point, more than twelve, oh. maybe the 1700 I mean, there may be yep. a $2,000 bill next year. Well, oh yeah, you know. well it's it, it'll be more than that because it's seventeen hundred to add twelve hundred yeah. plus probably another three hundred dollar late fee on yeah. it and you know whatever so you'll be looking at you know well over almost four thousand dollars probably yeah. by next year. Well, um, what happens when you know whenever mom passes away, hopefully many years from now, is um, they'll foreclose on it and they can go after the estate to pay anything they lose on the timeshare. But if everything's beneficiary, the estate doesn't technically have funds to pay for it, so they wouldn't get anything. Now, the house would be a different issue if she owns her house. Um, I would probably, if it was me, have that house also put in all of your names. That way the house can just go to all of you. We, that, was, that was a discussion that we had, but she's very sensitive to that, and that is... And at that point, that would, be, that would be the very, very last resort. Um, well, I know for like, because yeah, we, I, I, I brought mentioned that doing that. I know with my mother's house that I'm on the deed, and my aunt before she passed away is on the deed. So that if anything happened to my mother, it passed to my aunt and me. Now my aunt ended up passing away first, and everything she had was beneficiary, including her. You know, her houses weren't solely in her name, and. When Capital One, for exist, for example, wanted to be paid eight hundred fifty dollars for her cremation because I put it on her Capital One card, you know, before she passed, I basically wrote a letter saying this is what the estate has, and it wasn't anything. And they said, "All right, well, we're just going to forgive this because it wasn't worth them for eight hundred fifty dollars." Now, a timeshare probably is going to say it's worth it, sure. But I mean, there are ways to get around this, and again, not legal advice because I'm not a lawyer, but there are ways that you can. I don't want to say manipulate, but kind of, you know, steer things into your benefit. Yeah. And I'm, and it's just, a, it's, just it's a touchy, it's a touchy subject with mm -hmm. where my mom is concerned because yeah, I was telling somebody else about this because we were dealing with it on our way back to Arizona. And that's exactly what I've got another couple of friends and that's exactly their, you know, first thing she said was to do that, you know, and so I mentioned it, but um, I told my kids, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put everything in y'all's name. Mm -hmm. So that's, but we're out of that stuff. And uh, now my husband's brother, they, they, he continues to keep buying them, but they are going to the same place every year. He's, uh, I'm not sure what he's paying per week or, you know, for maintenance fees for them. I just told my husband, I said, you just make sure you tell him that they are, we are not interested in, in inheriting that. But okay. I, 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 I promise that at some point in time, uh, 
a person is going to want to get out of it. Even if they've enjoyed it for 50 years, there's going to come a point in time in their life that they just can't do it anymore. And they're going to want to get out of it. And I think it sucks that you've got to uh, necessarily, I mean, I was reading of some people paying, you know, $4,500 to the company to buy back their timeshare. Mm -hmm. And and I refuse to do that too. Um, so I, and like I said, you've got Airbnb and you've got Verbo now. You do not, you don't need a timeshare. Yeah. And I think like with the stories you've told, like if the first story you told about the Orlando based ones didn't scare people enough, the one about your mom should like make them like rutted, like, or under a rock every time that you just hear the word time chair. That now say that again. You were kind of I said, I said the, the first story you told was bad, but I mean the one with your like somebody's like, okay, well I understand that, but it, it, it's probably not as bad as it, like but what you said about your mom, the Hilton had one. So just like anybody who's like hearing the word time chair should just like run run away scared. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. They should like, just that's run. Absolutely. And and she's with Hilton Head, and and unfortunately, they're not one of the companies that do that. You know, I asked, do you have a bereavement department? You know, well, the bereavement department basically is the salespeople. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's, so everybody it, is probably the salespeople. Yeah, it, it is just, it is such a racket in, in, my eyes. I was never so glad as to, to get out of it. Um, it was good for the little bit that we used it. But um, like I said, everybody is going to want to get out of it. And I'd be hard pressed that family members, I know my kids have said, we don't want it. You know, it, when we had ours, we don't want it. We don't care what you do with it. They didn't even mind if they used it once in a while. But don't pass it down to me, you know? So the well, next generation doesn't want it. Yeah, with everything you're saying, it almost sounds like, like I mean, I don't think that, that industry would ever revamp, but like if somebody wanted to like literally like buy a property and like a very well vacation area, be like, and just do it like, you know what? We're doing this, it's gonna be kind of like a time share, but you're only locked in for, you could do that. You could pay a little more and only get three years, or you can pay a little less and get, you know, six years. And then you're you're given an out when you finally realize, okay, yeah, this will be really good for me and my family for the next six years. And then I am not put into it anymore. Kind of like when you rent an apartment or rent a business location or something like that, because you know you're basically saying this is going to work really well for me for the next five years, but then it can re it's still priority over it if in five years I want to re-up for another five, or I can say, okay, it's only good for me for another year or another two years. So I'll pay a little extra to have it for the next two years. Well and and you know, I mean I realize our government is like completely broken, but I do not understand uh why you know, that was going to be my next step was I was going to write to our congressman here in Iowa to see what I could do for her in Georgia and to see if I, 
but you shouldn't have to go that far to, to get out of it. And I don't understand why Congress doesn't get involved with it. I mean, it is, it's the only industry, you know, that I can think of that you buy into it and it's worth nothing the minute that you own it and, and then you can't get rid of it. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a difference because like rental properties are governed by the length of the lease. So right. like, yeah, you rent a property, but once that lease is up, you're no longer. Yeah, so you're not renting this, you're owning it, right? There's, yeah. you know, the only way to get out of your house, if you stop and make, you know, so let's, let's say you have paid off and, and you want to get rid of it and the economy's down. I mean, you have the choice to sell. If somebody's willing to buy it, you have that. But like, again, this is this is pure ownership. Sure. This isn't this isn't a rental. This isn't this is owning. The difference but is in a way, it's 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 renting because you're. It's not though. Like the difference is this. So your sister, yeah, lived in the same trailer park that I did when we were poor as shit. She did. Do you remember how she got out of that? home gave it away she gave it away yeah she just walked out and said here yep. take it you can do that with a house mm -hmm. you really can't do that with a timeshare right because people are looking at that going yeah that's not worth really the hassle so they don't want it and the reason congress doesn't care is the right people aren't greasing the wheels on that to make that go because they're making again, five, six million dollars. oh that's just it they're they're listening to the timeshare companies going yeah you don't want to take this up this is not a big deal we're making a lot of money and we'll give you some and just keep your mouth shut yeah well and, and again like and that's why just say this is your fighting you look at your house off. you look at your house right i mean you have maintenance in your house over time right mm -hmm. you have to but the smart person should budget for a roof, should budget for a furnace, for a water heater, for all of these things. I mean, so they're just taking it and breaking it down. Granted, they're overcharging and making money on top of their money. And then the fact that the money is you're paying a company to maintain your house, which is really not much different than having either a condo association fee mm -hmm. or something of that nature. And at least with a condo, even if you're part of an association, Gonna probably that's gonna have some money when you decide to sell it in five, ten years after you know you finally realize you want something a little bit more than just a condo. Well, again, Caitlin bought that condo, what was it, under two thousand or twenty twenty? And they just sold one there for hundred and sixty thousand. She paid one hundred and thirty-two. Yeah. And that's it's a apartment style condo, so it's not a desirable place, it's not a desirable location. No, it's not like a condo where you have like basically like a half of a duplex or something right. that or even a whole small house or whatever. Well, and with what she has in there, she could easily get 150 to 160 for it right now if she wanted. Again, that's a tangible asset. These timeshares really, even though they are yeah. tangible assets, they're not really tangible assets because, you know, like we've gone over, the payments never go away. They they go to your kids and they go to their kids' kids and yep. they, they literally will exhaust everyone in your family to push well, this on somebody. To me, it's it's predatory the same way payday loans are predatory. Absolutely. They literally are putting you into a loop where you either are paying a whole lot of money or you're losing a whole lot of money. Correct. And again, it's like any other high sales technique. You know, Mike, you and I know, Nick knows, because he sold Kirby's, we sold Filter Queens. You get in the house, you show them how great it is, and they're willing to spend $2,000 on a fucking vacuum. 
you got them there. They're captive. You're not leaving until you get a yes or a no. And you got to show them everything you got to show them because, you know, people are polite. They're not going to kick you out even though they should. I mean, I kick people, people out all the time. I had people when I was selling filter screens who kicked me out because, yeah. All they wanted was their free gift. And when yep. they knew they weren't getting their free gift until they listened to my entire spiel, they was like, just get out of my house and don't even give me a free gift. Yep. But no, I mean, to me, it's like, and you and I have talked about this thing. I think when I was hanging out for my birthday and I'm like, this is kind of like, I mean, some things from like some of those nineties comedies don't hold up, but like the friends were there, like they joined the gym and then they wanted to quit the gym, but then they wanted to go to their bank and stop paying for their, it's like the same thing. You, they keep things from you being able to just put the time chair. Yeah. Yeah. They want to make it extremely hard on, on canceling it because they still want their money. Mm-hmm. So they make it almost impossible to ever get out from under it. That way, they don't have to worry about, you know, having unsold units. So, um, it didn't sound like you guys had too many issues with getting the, let's say, locations and, and times that you wanted. Um, am, am I wrong in, in when what we, I'm saying? When, when we were buying into Orbit 1, Orbit 1 was... Uh, it was still in, I don't want to say development stages, but they were, they had just finished developing it and that. And so their units were all available. I mean, they, you know, they were selling and everything, but um, they were relatively new. So they had a lot of, you know, and it's basically like just picture setting up a table by the pool to sell to anybody who'll come by. Okay. I've sold all 160 units, all 52 weeks pick up let's go and now and now whoever is managing it or whatever is really no longer managing it any longer they just go to the next place and you know start selling you know units there Mm -hmm. and 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 then the worst part of we actually have friends down in Arizona who bought a timeshare and they they have bought points they got talked into as what I said earlier about, um, well, if you can't get what you want, if you invest another ten or fifteen thousand dollars in it, you you'll have you'll get more points. So then you can have really go to the places that you want to go to. They had to file bankruptcy to get out of their timeshare. Yep. And it sounds like even like the first handful of years you were user, you said you were able to go to a lot of places you wanted to go to would have availability. It's yeah. just a point. Uh, when I when I went to when I went to cancel it or when I tried to get out of it, you know, and they kept trying to talk me into, you know, are you sure you don't want to use it? You know, you've got, you know, you can go anywhere. And I said, no, I really can't go anywhere. So I live in Iowa. I said, what you offer me is Clear Lake, Iowa in January. I said, or you offer me Texas and Arizona in August. Yeah. And I don't want to do either of those at those times, you know, I mean, so uh, that's part of it. But, you know, these friends that, you know, I mean, actually, they had filed bankruptcy because, but they went in there, they convinced them, just throw some more money at it, and it will be, it will be better, you know, you'll have more. And it just didn't happen. You can go to Branson, Missouri every every yeah. year because it's what half days drive away probably from where from somewhere yep. in iowa yep yep but who wants to do that 
that every every year. My aunt. Well, yeah, sure, aunt. Peggy's mom. So I think when somebody hears the word timeshare, they just need to run. And and if you've got no willpower, and I can't even say we didn't have willpower because we did we went into it willingly. You know, we had friends there and circumstances were such that, you know, I wasn't going to stay where we were at. And, oh, this is really, this is perfect. Two bedroom, two bath, you know, the kids and this, this is perfect. So I, we willingly signed on the lines. There wasn't any sales promotion done to us, but, you know, we've in some of our travels, well, the Cancun one, we did it, you know, and so I was already fully aware of, you know, what went on. There was no way that I was going to be sold it, but I, um, you know, the tactics and stuff that they use is just, and I started reading some of things of what other people were talking about trying to, uh, you know, the salesmen tell them that, you know, I promise you'll be able to go wherever you want when you want to use it. And then when they try and do it, they can't, but spend a little bit more money and, you know, then you'll, yeah. then you'll be able to do it. And so they, I mean, they flat out. And some people, I went to um, the Better Business Bureau on the one that I'm trying to get my mom out of. And there were, I think there was 129 complaints, like in three years. And uh, maybe, maybe 50 were resolved, but people were writing and saying that they, they would get home and they would tell you, don't worry with the finance, we'll help you with the financing and you would sign paperwork and then they'd get a credit card at home. Mm -hmm. And what they did was, so we paid 8,000, I'll use me as an example. They, oh, instead of me signing a contract, I signed opening up a credit card and that's where they put my money at. And so mm -hmm. now I'm not got timeshare and I am paying on a credit card that's charging that I never knew I signed up for in the first place. Yeah. Now you're paying like 27% interest. Exactly. And yeah. so it, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. And there wasn't just one story that I was reading that multiple people were saying, you know, they didn't, they had no idea what they signed up for. They didn't understand why did they get a credit card in the mail? And I mean, so the sales tactics are, they are just crazy. It's so wrong. It's, it's so wrong what they do. Well, and we briefly touched on like timeshare exit groups and you hear commercials for them all the time, especially, you know, me, because I listen to sports talk radio and, uh, you know, get with us. We'll get you out of your timeshare guaranteed. You touched briefly on that. And I, de I definitely want to hear what your experience was with that. But, you know, when I started looking into it, a lot of these companies are kind of fly by night. They take your money and then they just kind of close up shop and you never hear from them again. Run, uh, run, run. If mm -hmm. you, if you hear that, um, there was one, I think it's the Wesley group or something like that. That is an exit timeshare. And I thought, I thought, well, maybe I'll check into them for my folks, you know? So I called and I got somebody to talk to and they started telling me everything they would do. And I said, well, I, I want to know, do I, am I, am I paying you up front? And they just kept kind of circling around and answer. And I said, I want to know if I'm paying up front. 
because if I'm paying up front, I'm not doing it. I'd be happy to do it if you get rid of it and I'll pay you after the fact, but I'm not going to pay you up front. Yep. And so, and I think the Wesley Foundation or the Wesley Group or whatever it is, they they are a big one that advertises. And that's who I, I went to trying to do this. But same thing, if they want your money up front, just run because yep. you you will not hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's it's, a, it's sad that my folks gave Hilton Head $100 and they were told, oh, no problems, you'll sell it. And, and yeah. you know what? They didn't sell it. But if you go and ask them again, if you give them another $100, they'll work on. So, so every year, you know, that you don't sell it, you pay them to try and, you know, keep selling it. It's not that it's, uh, we'll work on this for 15 years for that $100. It's not, it's like, well, we worked on it for a while. If you want to continue to keep trying to sell it, give us a hundred dollars and we'll be happy to try and market it. Well, it's not in the best really interest to sell those. It or are they just holding on to it and being like, eh, kind of available. And if somebody comes, we'll mention it, but we're not going to actively market it. That's exact. That's mm. that's what I feel like, but that's exactly what they're doing because there's no benefit into for them to sell it. They already have your money. Well, and and then the thing of it is, when I initially uh, the first time I wanted to try and sell hers uh, after my dad passed away, um, you, I could sell it on my own. So I said. Okay, so I'll sell it for, I'll find somebody and I'll sell it to them for a dollar then. Well, with the company that she's with, oh no, you can't do that because they get a percentage off of the money that you sell it. So I had to sell it for at least like three or $4,000 because they got like, their their cut of it, even though they didn't do anything. And I want to say something like 40%. And that may be that may be too high. So I couldn't sell it for a dollar myself because I also had to pay them, even though they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they they at that point just have you over a barrel. Yep. And so it's just I yeah, I I lost it when I was on that on that one and that's why we're just willing you know we said 88 years old yeah it's not she's not going out to buy a new house or a new car we don't care right i say the only problem is is you know if if your mom makes it to you know 100 that's 12 years times the 2000 i mean that's twenty four thousand dollars that you'll end owing them over time depending yeah. on what the estate has um let's say right yeah so it's all a matter of if they can get it or not um but now let's say it sounds like so now you used it every other year but you still had to pay maintenance fees every year for it how did that work so you just uh you just automatically have it taken out of your checking account <laughs> it works really easy um you just uh you you get your bill every first of the year and you pay it and 
in our case, like the years that we weren't going, I would space bank it early. And then, you know, then I could, if we wanted to go somewhere place else, then we could kind of do that. But then, like I said, then they started switching us over and making it because we wouldn't switch to points. They basically did it for us and said, okay, if you space bank it, you know, two years prior, <coughs> we'll give you 50 points for it. But if you wait until two weeks before, we'll give you 10 points for it. And so the in-between years, I don't know if we go someplace or, you know, uh, you know, the kids were little, we may have gone to Wisconsin Dells. And like I said, we went down to the Ozarks and um, like one year we went out to Vegas. Um, but by that time, the kids were older and we were, we were never using it, you know, and then it becomes one of those, oh my God, I've got my weeks space banked and I'm paying for this. I might as well, you know, and then you, so you pay for the catalog to switch, uh, to go to another timeshare other than your own. Now, if you're going to go to the place that you own, you don't have to buy into the RCI magazine, but not only do you, if you want to, uh, use it somewhere else do you need the rci magazine to be able to do it but then you pay a transfer fee because i'm going to go from one one from my home place to someplace else so there is another fee to pay on top of that for me to go to someplace else hmm. oh, okay, so they find a way they find a way to make money with you from you Pretty much no matter what you do, whether you're using the property you've purchased or whether you're trying to just go to somewhere else in their catalog. So yep. out of, because you mentioned when they moved to points, like I, I didn't realize a lot of these properties were owned by a lot of your larger like hotel chains as well. Like if you had points for like, I think you mentioned Wyndham. Did those like if you were just like on a general like oh I'm going on a business trip and I stay at a Wyndham hotel did those points all go together or are these points strictly okay so they're strictly for the actual timeshare so I'm you can like, yeah. get bonus points by staying at like a hotel like when you're just doing day to day I can't even say day to day travel like but just like normal course business of travel or vacation travel yeah I'm gonna stay yeah. here and so I, I can maybe I'll get a thousand points for staying here, whatever added yeah. on to what I, yeah, no, it, do, it doesn't work that way. Okay. So when you, when you switched to points, did you lose your weeks? Well, we never switched to points. Okay. So we never lost our weeks. I refused to pay money to switch it over to, to weeks. So that's when, what they did for the people that weren't, weren't subscribing to that, where they took our weeks and said, where if I want to go, if let's just say like in the year uh, 1990, I, I know I'm gonna go down there. So I don't need to space bank it. Let's just say 1991, I know I'm not, I'm not gonna go down there because I'm going every other year. I could have space banked that in 1989 and, and it's all good. Or I could have spaced it two weeks before I was supposed to be down there. And I still had all of my credit, I guess, if you will, because my red week had a good week. It had a good location. And so it was still worth the same, 
value two weeks before I gave it up versus two years if I gave it up. But what they did with the, by forcing points on people who wouldn't, so I never went with, I never went with points. What happened is if I didn't space bank my week two years out in advance, and I decided to wait two weeks before I should have used it, I went from, let's just say my points being worth $50 or 50 points to down maybe to eight points. So that's how they got, that's how they got you. Um, and so your selection of where you can go decreases because now you you know you've been told you bought this place and you've got great weeks and you're in a great place and it's desirable and everybody wants to go there. But then what they did, bait and switch, mm-hmm. now I can't use it because this is how they're handling it. You didn't want to go to points, you didn't want to pay us an extra fifteen thousand dollars to switch to points we've got another process now. There's, I have friends who, uh, the ones who actually set me up with my ex-wife who, who had, I don't know if they still do, but they always had a timeshare up in Traverse City, which is probably one of the biggest vacation destinations in, in Michigan. I mean, that's an area where over the holidays is always busy, but they're like two weeks that they purchased. One is in like, April and the other is in like October so it's kind of prior to peak season or just prior to or just a little after peak season I mean it's not bad because at certain time like in the later one it's kind of when some of the fresh wine is coming out of the uh, wineries and things of that nature but still it's like you're still limited to that there aren't a lot of other places in Michigan where you could probably afford be able to have a timeshare settle because no other place is that always going to be consistently vacationed during the peak vacation in Michigan. Um, now, my, my, my confusion, I guess, sorry, I just kind of want to go back to it. So the people you sold to, do they still own it? The one that you sold for a thousand dollars? As, as far as I know, I, I don't know. We we never kept in touch. Oh, okay. As, as I'm sorry, as I, I thought know. they were friends of yours. Well, they were friends of the friends. So Okay. And uh, of course, then we went to try and sell my uh, husband's, uh, his my in-laws. And, and actually, my... <laughs> My brother-in-law did use it for a couple of years after they had both passed, but uh, who Orbit won and they were through changed hands to Diamond Resorts or be, that became the management company. He used it and then um, maybe once or twice. And then when he decided he didn't want it anymore, we, he sent in a death certificate and then basically he was done and out, he was done and out of it. So I want to say there, you know, there are some that, you know, they've just started that, that nothing like that was out when when I started, you know, initially when I was trying to, to do it. Um, But now you go out and you look and there are a number of companies that they do have programs where you can either buy back programs or relinquish your week. And, um, and who we were with, 
Diamond Resorts, they happen to be one of them. And there's a number of them, but unfortunately my mom is not with one of those. And so um, it's just, it's just a battle. But even so ago, they could still like revamp that entire system and make it work. As like I said, you seemed happy up with that the first handful of years you were using it because hey, you were going there and other than right. having to pay a little extra to be able to say, okay, I want to be in Wisconsin Dells these two weeks instead of in Orlando these two weeks. And initially, and initially we did, you know, we you know, we went to the same place. I mean, his folks retired and they went down to Florida. And so, you know, that was, and then the, you know, my husband's friends were down there. And so it was a great, you know, it, it was, it was good. It was a small place and, um, and not big and, and, you know, friends that we've got that are down there, they still continue to go. Um, it just, it just, for us, it just became something we didn't want to do anymore, you know, or we, we couldn't get where we wanted to go when we wanted to go. And I was tired of paying the money to not be able to utilize it the way that I wanted to. Sure. Well, it sounds like they really like shot themselves, but when, at least when, I mean, again, Diamond Resorts kind of help you with what you wanted to get rid of it. But when they move from just having that red, white, and blue to having the point system, where like you yeah. like said, when you were red, white, and blue, you were really. Yes. And then we really got screwed. Yeah. I feel like we really got screwed over by, by that because that made our, that made our weeks basically useless to mm -hmm. us. And I would say, wouldn't you say out of the last 30 years, we didn't, we didn't use it for 15 years. We paid. I, I would be willing to bet we went nowhere, did not use it for probably 15 years. We just wow. paid and paid and paid. And between all the payments, that ends up being probably what, close to a couple hundred thousand dollars. To... And that's, you know, you can take a pretty dang nice vacation for, you know. I can take a pretty darn nice vacation for a couple thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yep. And so that really that really became kind of the thorn in my side was we weren't using it then when these friends knew of somebody who wanted one and you know and and you and rightly I should feel awful for it and if you read people they'll be like you know unless you can sell it to somebody else and then you know do to them exactly what it is that you're not wanting to you know to get done but you know they bought it now when we tried to sell now, when we did try to sell my husband's parents, um, the person we were going to sell it to was the son of all of these friends. And he wouldn't give more than like a dollar for it. Hey, and the problem is you're getting into these, I think timeshares will start going away over the next handful of years. I think as the baby boomers and the Gen Xers, no longer afford that stuff because I really do believe the uh, the younger generations don't want to be stuck into something where they feel like they have to do the same thing every year. They would I, I, like, would, I would I would I want to go to 
But that's what, and, and, or, or a certain time they have to take a vacation. I think right. a lot of people, I think you're the exact same, but you've got the perfect mentality. Like, you've got the I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah. But you, you say, you know, when you say that, you have to understand that, yes, when you talk about it, right, it sounds like it's easier than it is, right? But when you're there, right, and you have your kid and you're, day two of your vacation and you're absolutely loving it you're not at your job and they look at you and go hey don't you want to have generational memories with your kid and you could sit here and for the rest of your life you could enjoy this right think about the memories you're going to make with your kid going to places where but you're not understanding like tucked into a timeshare their airbnb being or their verboing or their hostels or something like that you're absolutely missing what half of the sucker in right you want to go? You want to go to Disney? Well, this is it. Disney's one hundred and sixty dollars. What if I can get you tickets for twenty bucks? This is what it is. They they find people that can't normally afford mm-hmm. to vacation, and definitely can't afford to own a timeshare. <laughs> and they go here. I'm going to give you all of this great stuff for free. You just have to sit with me for two hours. Yep. And then and and, and I think you go into it thinking, I'm not going to buy. Yep. But you know Always. what? I'm going to get. I'm going to get the free tickets. And that's yep. what, it, and that's what it is. I can go in there. I'm not going to buy. I'm going to be strong. Cause I saw this when we were in uh, Cancun and we were in there and, uh, and they set us down, to, you know, and I'm like, you know, by that time I was well-versed in timeshares mm-hmm. there. You couldn't talk to me into anything at that point, but that that's, Exactly. The problem is just that they they offer you these rewards to go if you just give me an hour or two of your time and then you get in there and it is such high pressure sales. It's unbelievable. It is just the sales. And if either of you've sat through it, then you you know, you know, it's and it doesn't even have to be pressure. It just has to be if you won't buy hang on just one minute, you know, maybe my manager can do something better for you. You know, he might be able to offer you a better price, you know, and, and, and again, to, yeah, it's handling objections is all it is. Right. Again, the number one sales technique is always be closing. So you don't ever ask them a question. You don't know the answer to, you don't say, do you want to buy this? You say, don't you want to have a nice place to take your family to? Don't you want to be able to provide for them the things that you weren't provided as a you know yeah, youngster? They're talking about lifetime memories with like your kids. A lot of these younger generations aren't having a lot of kids. Okay, so then great. Hey, I, but I, but I you're, really you're, you're with your significant other, right? Oh, I work with a lot of people your age, and nobody I've ever. I know has ever gone to like a timeshare. Like I'll ask, like, how was your vacation? What did you do? Like they'll never be like, oh, we decided to buy a timeshare. They're literally like, we went just kind of you know got a really cheap hotel by the beach and just hung out at the beach. They are not looking for these high end resorts that are going to give them. You do it. I mean, you don't do it from a financial perspective, but you go in there like, oh, I want free stuff. They're like. If somebody wants me to to sucker me into buying something, I'm not going to deal with that. I'd rather go 
drink 10 beers at this bar over here for the next five hours and go sit there for five hours. Well, and again, neither one of you are wrong. I, I agree yeah. with you, Mike. It's going to be a much lower percentage of millennials and, and Gen Z that are like, yeah, this is a great idea. There will, like you said, still be people out there that are like, well, I can't afford to do this, but they're going to give me free stuff. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, we're from Michigan, right? It's cold. You're in Iowa. I mean, it gets cold. When you see it on TV, when you get it in the mail and it just says five, you know, five nights, Florida, $99. You know, all you have to do is pay and you hop online. You're like, man, my flight's only $100 and I can go to Florida for a hundred more dollars and my room is paid for. Great. All I have to do is give them two hours. You know what? I could do that. I'm gone for five nights. Like, the, again, this is, okay, a, this is sales, like plain and simple. It is sales beyond sales. Like you're the, you say, Hey, they're not going to want to go to the same place. You're absolutely right. Mike, I don't blame you for not wanting to go to the same place. You know what? Great. Make memories in so many different places. And that's what your points can do. Your points can get you to anywhere in the world. We, you want to go to but Paris. You're going to get engaged in Paris. Tell you what you buy that today and your memories will last forever. Again, it's literally just a sales technique. Let me ask you this. We've had Vanessa on many, many times. Many. Vanessa loves <laughs> Disney. Loves Disney. If you tell her that she could spend a week down at Disney every year, yeah. you think she's buying in? 100%. Absolutely she is. And she's smart enough, and not to say that people who buy timeshares aren't smart, she's smart enough to know this is probably a bad investment. Now. But she's sitting there <laughs> looking at it going, oh, you mean I get to be at Disney for a week every year? That's fabulous. I want to do that. Yeah, of course. And, and when you're there, it's completely different, right? Again, you're filled with emotion. You're filled with all this. And all it takes is me to figure out what your emotion is, right? Like, all it takes... Oh, hey, you know, you said you bought when your kids were, you know, five months old. It takes, do you want your family to have memories? Now you're sitting here going, oh, okay. Well, you and your husband, you're retired. Wouldn't you love to just go travel all over? You could do that with these points anywhere you want in the world. Hawaii, you guys are talking. Well, yeah, I don't blame you for not going to the same. But again, everything is handling objections. That's literally, this is what bugs me is people don't understand because I mean, right, I get so mad that my kid can't sell candy bars at school, right? <laughs> like, oh my god, that's the easiest place to sell candy bar. Right, well, I used to, t I used to buy boxes of candy and just fucking sell them at school. Right, because they're extra money, right? But like, all I'm saying is, is they're they're taking away this, but there's other people who are willing to go learn this, right? And the people that make the most money are in sales. It's plain and simple what it is, right? Um, sure, yeah. There's, I mean, other aspects of things, but. Sales is what is one of the number one. I mean, pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. Look at the look at the reps on that. They're making big money. Again, all that matters is handling objections, mm -hmm. right? No matter what you say, I I you can object to it, right? No anything. Oh, hey, you you don't like the rainforest? Great, go to go to you know the desert. Oh, you don't like the heat? Great, we can put you up in the Wisconsin Dells. I mean, you're literally the epitome of a person that should buy one because of the places you've traveled. And the memories you want to make right and it the hard part is, is just getting out of them and i i don't know i think i don't think that i'm going to see them going away anytime soon i don't think i think they'll have to rethink their stance on this being a lifetime investment to right. being more of like a, i like i like the idea uh i think that nick said i think it was nick said it uh, if you had it and you said, I'm buying into this and I'm buying in for five or seven years, you know? Yeah, that's Mike. And, yeah. Okay. And it would you actually know, want you to pay for the rest of your life. 
Yeah. Oh, and, you know, and you kind of know, and, and you know, so you, you experience it and it either works out well. And if you want to continue, then you go and you do it for another five or 10 it years. Could, it could be a very long-term profitable thing that no. isn't predatory if they were just willing to not be predatory. Oh, let's say the idea of this is, is predatory, right? Like they wouldn't be around... I mean, think about it. You, what he's saying is, you could make it so that it's not predatory. No, I mean, and still make a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, because sure. I guarantee there's you always a potential would get the same amount of money per you know, year it, and per month. If they, even if they knew they were only stuck into it for five to ten years, and knew at that point they could reevaluate and things like that. But I mean. That's a hard part. When you're stuck into it for life and it's very difficult to get out of that lifetime thing to the point where even all you said, Sonia, like you and your husband pass away. Well, like not for you guys anymore, but like your mom passes away and then it's got to be like nine months to maybe a couple gotta, of years before we gotta ju- jump hoops. you and your siblings yeah. say, no, we don't want to just get rid of it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's still insane. I mean, it is to think that we'd have to jump through those hoops yeah. to get rid of something that we like never. You're, you're suffering the loss of a parent, and now you've got to yeah. jump through hoops to not pay it our bill, like for. Uh, and I know I said to my folks several times, I'm like, y'all heard me say that I would would never do this again. <laughs> so, what? And you were only ten years old. Possessed soon. you. And in their case, it was they were with friends and they could afford to do it. And so, you know what? They had a good time and they bought, you know, yep. they may not have even had to been pressured into it. You know, I, um, <clears throat> but I just said, what, what did you not hear me say, you know, about not buying a timeshare? Um, <clears throat> that's the reason why, tell- like, you know, rental properties and stuff, I mean, you may be able to do more than just a one-year lease but even then they realize hey you may want to move to a house or you may something may happen where you have a kid and a two-bedroom doesn't work for you anymore and you need something bigger and I mean that's why they're limited to what they offer because they've realized things change and unfortunately the timeshare system doesn't do that okay I'm, the problem I'm, is it's expensive even if you go and say you're going to go buy one with the, the intention of i'm going to travel all over the place or whatever yeah. i mean okay so i'll go to ebay and i'll buy a week you know i'll go buy a week for a dollar or whatever but <clears throat> they deed that over to you and that dollars just become your monthly maintenance fee you know your, your yearly maintenance fee now that you've got to pay and on top of that <clears throat> I paid a dollar for it, but you know what? I may not get to go where it is I want to go. Yeah. Because maybe the timeshare I bought for that dollar really isn't all that, you know, uh, that doesn't trade up that much or whatever, or isn't worth that many points or whatever. So you you buy into it for cheap and thinking I'm going to use it for travel and then find out you can't use it because, and that's what I was here reading a lot on the, the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> um, the one company is just all of the people who had, you know, they'd been told they could go travel somewhere else or for a little bit more money, you get more points and then you can for sure go to <laughs> those places you want to go. 
Well, that's why I, I think like the idea of the weeks is nice. You're guaranteed worth mm -hmm. points. I mean, you're not guaranteed your week. You're not right. guaranteed, you know, you don't have, hey, oh, we already filled it up with people who are traveling. We're doing all this type of thing. Right. And so that's why I think new ones keep popping up so they can sell more. And granted, nobody's going to go to the one in the middle of the desert, let's just say. But hey, we have a timeshare. Buy into this one. So I want to jump on the rental thing for a minute because Mike brought it up. Yeah. So not you, because again, you're not the normal landlord. Mm -hmm. Most landlords, would you say they do a year lease because they want the ability to up the rent in a year? <laughs> um, I The answer is going to be yes. Right. right? Um, and I, I think I, yes, right. The, the answer is yes. Hey, we're going to do that. But what's your now, lease? Now you look at my mine's all month to month. Exactly. Um, and and how often do you raise your rent? Uh, once every few years. Yeah, exactly. A, but, you know, when you look at big corporation aspects, so let's go into a, sorry, I know we're tangenting, but you go into a triple net lease, a Walgreens. Walgreens doesn't own any of their buildings, right? So then they go in and they say, hey, we'll sign a 15-year lease with you. Every five years, we're going to re-up and you're getting an extra one, 2% interest on top of this. And, you know, your maintenance fees, triple net means you're covering everything right yep. so Walgreens is still responsible for it they just happen to be renting the building um and so they're responsible for everything so like that's a possibility um you know we could sit here and debate on you know hey a, a five-year a six-year a 10-year whatever it is like but then then that company has to go resell right um you know and when you look at it when you look at it when you guarantee that you're getting income for the rest of your life off of something versus i'm only getting this guaranteed money for 10 years people are going to be wise enough to go on and go hey at 600 you're right i did find a week at this exact same resort for you know 500 for the you know sure i paid 50 extra bucks but i'm not i'm not locked into anything these people are counting on people not using it they're right. counting on you know hey free money i mean really what it is right you're giving me maintenance money and never using it mm -hmm. so and you know I, I i don't think that you're the minority you know I, I think you're the majority when you say hey i didn't use it for the past 10 15 years of it i think there's so many people out there not using it and it's just not worth their time somebody brought it up before gym memberships right how many people sign up for a gym membership and don't go and <laughs> never cancel it right yeah. i mean they just keep paying I, I, I have my membership right now. I haven't used it. At, least, like, you, at like, least you can get out of a gym membership. Yes. <laughs> but more people like you, like Sony, like you said, none of your kids were ever showing interest in taking over your. No, they they enjoyed it, and 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 honestly, they, you know, uh, we loaned weeks to them for them to just so that they could be used, and they, you know, they loved that. Yeah. But they don't love the idea of owning it you know it's great to take mom and dad's week you know and i'm going to take all my friends and we're going to go do this and whatever and and, i think you'll see more of that you'll, you'll uh, be looking for things but, like that being like oh hey if i get on this website i can have this property that's literally a three minute you know ram ride and, or whatever and, you know and, and and that's and, great we still had it. Now we got grandkids, you know, and I think, oh, it'd been awesome. You know, we could have taken the to the the kids to go there. I mean, it, it was so convenient. The kids were little. We yeah. go to Disney. They got tired. We left at two in the afternoon. Yeah. We came back, swam a little bit, took naps. 
And we went back that evening. You know, I mean, it, basically, I mean, when, when it, I took it, a trip down to Disney, and this would have been eight years ago now, because it was just kind of about a year before my divorce. It was the same thing. We got basically, it was basically what Verbo is before it was Verbo. We rented a house in, in in the Kissimmee area. It was the same thing. Like we took kids. We did Disney until they were basically tired. Usually either my brother was there with his wife and their older kids or, you know, just they're kind of around. So if the older of the kids wanted to, you know, hang out till, you know, four, five o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, but then when the youngest ones got tired, it was like, literally, yeah, we went back to that house and we swam and we, you know, and the nice part about that, it was, it was a house. It was, I mean, it was a big house. So literally like 15 of us were in this house together, all with, you know, separate beds, but it was nice to have a patio to grill on and a pool to swim in and a deck to hang out and drink in, you know, and that's kind of the only problem about these ones, especially if they're more like apartment complexes, you're sharing that pool with everybody who's there. Mm-hmm. Like I'd much rather do a verbal style thing because. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I think, you know, now that we've got grandkids, you know, and oh, wouldn't that just be awesome. We could go down, there'd be a place to stay, but then I'm, in my head, I'm like, there are so many more options than just having to stay at a timeshare. Mm-hmm. I can I can get a VRBO, and you know when when my son got married, my family uh, came. We got a VRBO, you know, up in Minnesota, and we had just like kind of what you said, probably fifteen of us staying in the house. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I walked away from it and that was it. And I gave them a good review. So the next person might want to rent it. And I owed, I owed nothing else on it. Um, I did the same thing for my brother's 50th birthday when we were down in the uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee area. It was literally like 20 of us in one gigantic cabin, but it was literally family and a couple of my brother's yep. really close friends. So people we wanted to hang out with the entire time yep i kind of think the same way like like we boated and camped a lot you know and we sold our we sold our boat and stuff and we've got some friends that have got one and i'm like you know i like it so much better i just go get on the boat i get off you know because uh you know you have a boat that's working when you put it away and i guarantee you, you pull it out in the spring and something is wrong and yeah. if it means I can go with you and pay for some gas and and help you wipe it down, I'm all for it. You know, the same. And, I've got I've got an aunt and a cousin who live on a lake. I've got and they're separate, same lake but different properties. And then, you know, my sisters in laws have another you know property on a lake. It literally is. It's the same thing. We just go hang out ooh. and say, hey, you know, here's. $30 for, you know, gas for your boat for, mm-hmm. you know, the day we were here. I mean, so I like going up in, you know, fresh at Nick's house for the pool. I mean, I don't have to deal with it, but I'll throw if Nick, want, if Nick said, give me $100 of summer to help me pay for the chemicals for my pool so I could come, you know, hang out 
in his pool four or five times a summer. I would give him a hundred dollars for it. There's your new money making idea. That's what I'm thinking. No, I said they have they have pool rental things. I know. I gotta get get on that app. So, uh, Sonia, anything else that you want to tell us that we didn't hit on um, that you'd care to share with everybody? I can't really think of anything. I just I just think if anybody, you know, is considering a timeshare, there are so many more options out there and they need to run. Don't even, you know, you know, we talked about getting tickets to go to Disney, you know, that, you know, otherwise they cost you this much. I got to a point where when we'd hear it, I'd rather pay the $500 for the tickets that have to go and listen to their spiel. Mm. I mean, because it, it was just that pushy. Yeah. And you know, pushy then like, with your experience, you know, so much of it as only half truths. Yes. It, and, and I'm, I think half might even be giving it more credit than what it's, than what I was trying to be a little more. I was trying to be, really, Maybe toward the more positive you know. side of the ones that maybe aren't as glorious. So the only thing I had real quick that I before we end this is uh so uh how how much did your maintenance fees go up every year? Do you have any idea? Did they go up every year or was it just random? That was the only thing uh, I had to ask. Yeah, they went up every year. It was, you know, we had it for 30 years. So we went from like starting at like 325 um uh, per week. And I think we ended up somewhere around the 650 675 so not you know but it was guaranteed it went up every year yeah it yeah it pretty yeah. much went up every every year okay and then so, and then like i said on top of that then if you want to go anyplace else you know you've got to buy the rci catalog and then you've got to pay the transfer fee because you're going to go to someplace else other than your own um there is just all of all of that money that you're paying even if even if you say i want to keep going back to the same place every year you know i mean i look at my mom and she's paying twelve hundred dollars for hers and you know what we can get an airbnb in hilton head in february probably for six hundred dollars or less because the weather's not great and and to your point, have a place that's more where we're all together in one place versus, you know, being spread out. Um, So we, we, I feel like we were probably relatively lucky with the fees not going up as much, but, you know, if she had two weeks, she'd be paying $2,400 a year. So she gets a full week. And so it, it's just what I'd say to anybody is if you think you have the resolve to go in there, um, it's it's not as easy because they really are. It, it's to the point that you made. Don't you want to form memories? Don't you want to do you know, I can't afford to do this, but oh, but just think of what a great time you'll have here. And you can do this every year. You can have the whole family come down and they they play to that and you get sucked into it. And, and again, 
you, you make this decision and you think you've done such a good thing, you've got three days to get out of it. Yeah. But not very many people take advantage of it because they think, well, they just have done this great thing. Well, well they catch you early well, in your three in days your, and you're probably still on vacation. There, so you're still having a lot of fun on day three. Yep. Exactly. And, um, and, and, and then, you know, as I said before, you can't, you know, they wouldn't sell to you if you came in on your own. And then you said, yeah, my wife, she stayed back because she yeah. didn't want to come. Hmm. They wouldn't well, sell. It, they probably got messed up by it too many times when they oh, yeah. first started out because they were like oh yeah sign up for this and, and then like, somebody was... either the, the wife who wasn't there or the husband who wasn't there was like no we're not going to do this and then they're exactly. like crap now we're so we're i would tell anybody it may not cost them any money but it looks bad on their numbers your 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 mom she's at the westland in hilton head she <laughs> is at um south wind mm. south wind too in hilton head didn't pop up I say but i uh you know i just did a quick google search and um for seven from sunday to sunday seven days or eight days technically um seven nights uh, 137 a night which equals 959 dollars so it's still cheaper to, to book direct than it is to actually do it that way yeah so um, i would just tell anybody don't don't do it because i i don't care if it sounds like it's the it's the best thing at the moment. At some point in time, you are going to want to get out of it. And I, I think there is more opportunities if you're with the right company. That being said, I didn't pay anything to get out of mine, but I don't know if these companies, yeah, we'll take it back, but you have to pay us to do that. that I think more and more companies learn that they can do that. They may not, like you may only have the five the five best rated companies that are still going to be like yeah you know we'll let you out for basically either free of charge or a very limited but, like oh you just know, you know a hundred dollars that we would charge you to try to sell it to be out of it in a lot of cases you know they may let you out of it but your maintenance fees and all those costs have yeah. all got to be up to date and so if you can if you if you're with an, a company and they do have a program that you can get out of it and it doesn't cost you additional money to get out of it then maybe it's the thing but you really need to do your research and but i would just i would tell anybody not to do it don't use the companies that tell you that they can sell it for you because they won't they will take your money and you'll end up with nothing. Um, there's too many options out there that were not there when we started doing it. And, um, and it, like, it just kills me to think that, you know, she's, my mom is 88 years old and my dad is dead and they don't give a rat's ass about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And she's not using it and they're wanting her money and they, they don't care. And it, it's, it's something, it, something is wrong. If you can, if, if nobody you, uses it, and they're still getting money. It means they're getting like, you know, yeah. Dave and his wife own a small business and 
early on when they were starting, when they didn't have a lot of inventory, was literally like, hey, a no show, great. We just got paid and we didn't have to use any of our inventory for it. Yeah. I just I I just think they hold you over a barrel and the the sales tactics in doing it are so awful what they they do the lying and all of that and, and telling you that and then and then to compound that with then trying to upsell it when you don't can't use it the way that they promised you that you could use it and then you try and get out and you can't get out of it i would just tell somebody i'd tell anybody who was interested in a timeshare to run and you know, I've got a, a, another girl that I worked with. They go up to up to Northern Iowa every year. There's a group of them. They go up there every year. You know, they use the same week and they have a great time, big party, whatever. I promise you, there will be a time. Neither of her children, you know, they don't live here near here. There will be a time they won't want it, and they may not be able to get out of it. Yep. So, uh, say so noted. Don't buy a timeshare. Don't um, buy a timeshare. If you got nothing else out of me, just don't buy a timeshare. But say so I, I have to give a shout out to uh, Anheuser Busch and Bud Light. Thanks for uh, another fun couple drinks. Um, David, I enjoyed my Dr Pepper. David say, over here is drinking Dr Pepper, Marty. I, I enjoyed my ciders and my sours. But, oh, I really want to say I want to give a shout out to my outdoor. That up. I'm trying to set it up maybe where next week is from my backyard, but in the short term, I went with my front yard because I had better access to my electrical outlets. There you go. Well, I know I'm going to go home and pass out. You know, I'm, I'm in. Hit it. Everybody, uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Sonia, thanks so much for joining us, and, and we appreciate your. Well, knowledge well, I, and you know how i found you know how i found you guys or found this hmm. is my drive back from arizona trying oh. to get my mom out of her timeshare i decided yeah. to go read it and because my son's always talking about it and you guys had that in there and i'm like my son's like are you sure about that mom you sure you want to do that and i am like <laughs> i am i am so i hate timeshares so much that I would be happy to be on. We appreciate it. See, but the one that doesn't cost you any money. What does your son do? Does he have something that would fit for bucks and brews? That that would. What'd you say? That would fit for a bucks and brews episode. I don't. I don't think. No, I don't think that he he would. Or even know? just talking about like his. How we budgets, you know, we do anything like <laughs> ideas <laughs> for future investments, you know. Oh, well, he, he, I don't know. He, I'll, I'll have to say something to him. He works at Microsoft. He kind of does his own kind of investing and stuff like that, and uh, gets in gets kind of into that stuff. But so, so I'm gonna um, stay with us real quick. Um, so everybody that's still with us. Have a great night. Yep, we'll uh we'll be back next week with something. We don't know what yet. Yeah, we never feeling do. better. Thanks for joining. You've died.
dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're gonna want to use the smarts of these studs. Cause they know the brews, and they know the box, and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, cause shit's not funny, and save yourself some beer money. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews.